Now, a 60-year-old pensioner who alleges to be raped by her own son has now been taken to a place of safety. And she says that her son raped her on several occasions at a shack where they both lived. Irate community members are expected to help her to try and open a case at a nearby police station. And they're also appealing for her to be moved to an old age home for her own safety, as she has indicated that her son has threatened her. So for more on this story, we join now here in studio by our reporter, Maya Heketla Motlabe. Good to see you again. Um, so... Again, it's just a very gruesome story. Where do you even start, um, Sakina? Because you hear these stories time and time again. Will it ever stop? But then this is quite um, disturbing, more disturbing one, because you arrive in this um, informal settlement uh, part of Sebogeng in the Val. Then you find this shack where a 60-year-old mother lives with her 37-year-old son. When you get in that shack, first you get into a kitchen, and then the next door leads you to a sort of a bedroom. But it's a tiny bedroom. We sit down with this frail-looking mother. She She's definitely not in good health. She's shaking. She, tears are running down her cheeks. And she's saying that, I, I really want to tell you this story of what's been happening here about my son. And she says that, and I'm, I was actually in the car when we returned. I've just returned here at the SABC uh, in Oakland Park just to, to, to be able to, to relate this story to you. I was listening to that interview again in the car and I was just scripting what she was saying here. And I'm going to read it to you. She says that I always live with guilty conscience. I'm always scared. I think he would one day kill me. I sleep in this kitchen. She's pointing. He sleeps in that bedroom. But he would then wake up during the night, in the middle of the night, he would come here and say, meaning, open the blankets. She says, I would gasp for air when I hear him say this. I would struggle to breathe. I'm sad. I don't feel okay. I just want to leave this place. Um, It's painful. He abuses you as his own mother. Meaning, in English, I wish I would disappear from the face of earth in the blink of an eye. This is a 60-year-old mother who says that she has been raped by her own son. And this incident happened for several years. She has a loss of memory. She cannot even remember how many times. In fact, in one of the lines, um, and I wrote it here, I ask her, how many times has this uh, happened? She only remembers the previous ones, and she asks me, what, what is this mon- month again? I said, and she says, January, February, March. We are in the fourth day of March already. It means it just happened couple of days ago, even yesterday or day before yesterday, Sakina. 
Now, this is what happened. She says that when these incidents happened, she would shout, um, and neighbors would come and try to help, but she ended up giving up shouting, screaming during the night because he is threatening to kill her. So here is the twist of the story. We managed to call social development officials in the area. This simply because we have a role to play as journalists, Sakina. We don't just want to do a story for drama or filling in the bulletins mm. later at night. We decided to say, listen, before we even sit down and do this interview with this mother, we need to have social development with us there so that they can act immediately. And that's what they did. After we did the interview, they arrived, they packed up everything of her, put them in plastic bags in the boot of the car. Off they went with her. And community members are seen clapping hands because when we spoke to them, they are saying that for the past 10 years, and I could not believe it, they had been reporting this issue to police, but nothing was done. In fact, one of the community members there saying that police would come there and they just, well, f try to ask questions and then they would suddenly go back to their, to, to, to their, to their workplaces for the past 10 years. And this tells you something. Remember I said Gogo has a lot of memory, mm. but those who are junior to her can remember when these incidents, on when, whenever she actually had to then call for help. They are saying that for the past 10 years, they have been trying to get attention of police to deal with this issue. It took today, the 4th of March 2021, for the Gogo to be removed out of that house, out of that shack. And I'm devastated. I'm going to ask you to just sit tight for a moment. Let's just get headline news as we try and catch our breath. And, you know, I have cold shivers running down my spine. But uh, let's just get up to speed with the latest news and then we'll come back and continue and complete the story. Utsile uh, Saku, up with your, your 12.30 headline news. Thanks, Akina. Good afternoon. In the headlines, the National Prosecuting Authority says there's good progress in investigations regarding the Steinhoff saga, which is known as South Africa's biggest corporate fraud case. 21 billion rands of public funds have been squandered, yet no arrests have been made so far. A police officer and a civilian have been killed in a drive-by shooting and hijacking at Umkomas on the KwaZulu-Natal south coast. And President Cyril Ramaphosa says government is working on building a strong relationship with traditional leaders in order to find solutions to issues confronting South Africans. He's been, address he's been addressing the annual opening of the National House of Traditional Leaders taking place in a hybrid format. Details at 1 o'clock. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.
Thanks, Atile Saku. And uh, before we went to that headline bulletin, I was uh, in conversation with Maikiketla Mutlabi, our reporter, who's covering the story of a 60-year-old pensioner in Sebuking in the Val who'd been raped for 10 years by her son, who is now 37 years old, and had struggled to get out of there. And uh, Maikiketla Ketla was just describing to us the interaction with her, the fact that she seems to be suffering from amnesia at this point. And as you were saying that, Maya Ketla, I could only think that it's probably because of the trauma, you know, the brain probably trying to block out what what was going on. But of course, I'm no medical expert. I'm just, you know, bringing my humane side to this. But um, firstly, where is her son? Uh, You know, where is he in all of this? Good question, because when we arrived there, he was there. Um, In fact, because we just wanted to get this story from the mother first, we then requested him to give us space. He He was there? He was there, Uh, so he cooperated, but there's still more coming about him. Um, So we spoke, after speaking to the mother... Uh, we then managed to go around the corner outside of the shack where he was just standing, looking the other way, you know, scratching his head. And I still remember those pictures holding his waist and perhaps in, in, in conversation with himself. I don't know. But here is the thing. While we were doing the interview with the mother, she highlights, highlighted something um, very note, um, I mean, worth noting. She said that, my son is on drugs. He is on drugs. He's on Nyobe. He would even sometimes hallucinate during the night. And in other ways, she, she suggests that he might have some sort of mental, you know, uh, issue um, because of the drugs. Mm. Um, he She feels that... It could be because of the drugs that uh, he's doing what he's doing. Now, this is what we did. And we sort of tried to respect as well that particular, uh, you know, uh, suggestion by the mother to say, okay, if he's mentally disturbed, then what we do? Because then um, I, I was even asking my colleague, camera person, um, Japan Matebula, to say, what do we do? So if really he's mentally disturbed, as journalists, we don't normally interview these people and it doesn't seem quite okay to do that. But what do we do? The thing is, we don't have the proof. We don't have the medical assessment proof to say, yes, doctor said he's mentally disturbed. So what we did is that, okay, fine, we went ahead to speak to him. But... Because, again, this could be some sort of uh, court case. It's a serious matter. We then decided to hide his identity. I spoke to him and ask, I asked him, um, are you on drugs? And it's just among questions that I asked him. And he said, no, I'm not on drugs. Um, and I also asked him, but your mother is telling us that you're on drugs. And um, also, you are sexual abusing her in, in this shack. He, he still denied that. He said that, no, my mother is lying. Um, she, he feels that she's been influenced by people to sort of just 
sabotage, you know, his image or just to to talk lies about him. But some of the things that he said um, in that interview did not make sense. Um, he was talking about a church where there are prophecies and prophecies coming out and, you know, people mentioning these kind of things. And he feels that the mother might also be speaking from what she had or she might have had, which he feels might be false prophecies. But that's when I sort of just spotted something to say, maybe, maybe it's true he's mentally disturbed. But I feel that it's only um, health practitioners who can determine that. We mm. are not in any way in a position to say, yes, he's mentally disturbed. Therefore, this is not a story. This is a story that we're still going to carry on air tonight on SABC News. And um, we will also highlight what uh, social development have said about it in terms of saying that um, they will definitely make sure that uh, the Coco is given, you know, um, uh, medical attention at the uh, uh, old age house where they are taking her. And I have to mention this, Sakina, is because of the SABC's efforts to make sure that these officials are there to take Magogo immediately out of that shack to the old age house. But then with this uh, gentleman here, um, they also uh, uh, mentioned that he will be attended to. Officials from health department were on their way to actually take him so that then they can be able to, uh, to, 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 to process um, the medical assessment on him. Here's the problem for me, Maya Ketla. Mm. The communities say that they have tried to alert the authorities yeah. for 10 yeah. years, a whole decade. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they should get a free pass on this one. No. Not at Where all. were they? Not Why exactly. didn't they act sooner? Social development yeah. and the police as well. Mm. Where were they? Exactly. This, this is the question that bothers me, uh, Sakina. Um, and when I asked... Um, uh, the, the representative from um, uh, Sidibeng region, uh, from social development, he's the acting uh, regional director, Mr. Michael, um, Mr. Michael Morubini. Uh, he says that it is the first time I'm hearing about this. W why didn't we hear about this? This is where the issue is, Sakina. These departments should communicate. I believe that social development should be working with SAPs. They should be weak, working with health uh, health department. I'm sure that's what they, they are doing, but why, why, why not here? And this is the poor of the poorest community. And this is where my worry is. Why is it that when the poor of the poorest want to access these services, they are given, or the blind, I mean, the blind eye is being turned on them. Mm. Until uh, the SABC cameras until arrive. The, uh, uh, the cameras arrived. And this is, one of the, this is one of the concerns that was raised by the community leader. They're saying that it looks like they just want to be celebrities on camera, on television, speaking to say that here we are, we have intervened. But it's not enough if this incident happened for the past 10 years. I think they should be held accountable as well. Yeah. Mariketla Mutlabi, thank you so much. Uh, many comments coming through on this one.